Hey, what's going on, guys? What's going on? My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins, and welcome to DrBoyceTV.com, the home for intelligent black people. Uh, I wanted to jump in real quick and uh, tell you guys about Dr. Dre and what's going on with Dr. Dre. Uh, Dr. Dre, according to TMZ, and I also got this from Ed Gordon, uh, who's a great journalist, uh, Dr. Dre just suffered a brain aneurysm, and he was rushed to the hospital. And uh, so, first of all, I want to start off by saying that uh, you know, prayers up, heart goes out to Dr. Dre and his family. I hope that it works out. I hope that he's okay. And um, I think that the reason I wanted to talk about what's going on with Dr. Dre right now is because, uh, you know, I, I, I obviously he's a black man and uh, there's a lot of black men in here right now. A lot of you have black men that you love and that you care about. And I was doing research on brain aneurysms. And one of the things that I found is that, uh, that, black men in general, that we are at high risk of brain aneurysms. Um, and I thought that this would be an interesting opportunity for us to not just uh, give a shout out for Dr. Dre and his family and wish them the best, but also to uh, talk about aneurysms and, and what that actually means and what's going on in your body. Because I told you guys, I, I might talk about what's happening with a celebrity, but I'd also rather talk about you and how what we can learn from that whole experience. And so uh, do me a favor, if you could, please hit the thumbs up button, share and subscribe button if you haven't done it yet. And uh, I'm actually sending out a text notification uh, to those who are in the tribe. So if you actually want to get a text notification when we go live, uh, just text the word voice to 31996. You can text voice to 31996. All right. So so here's the deal. So Dr. Dre, um, uh, I'll read the story to you about Dre and what's going on with uh, Dre and the aneurysm. He's basically in ICU at, a, at an L.A. hospital. Uh, TMZ says that he's at Cedar sinai Medical Center in Los Angeles after suffering a brain aneurysm. Sources connected to Dre and knowledge, direct knowledge tell us Dre suffered the aneurysm Monday and was rushed by ambulance to Cedars and was taken directly to ICU where he remains on Tuesday. Our sources say the 55-year-old music mogul is stable and lucid, but doctors don't know what caused the bleeding and they're doing a battery of tests. As you know, Dre's in the middle of a very contentious divorce with his estranged wife, Nicole. I'm not going to read much more of that. Of course, you know, TMZ likes to talk about the, the gossipy stuff. Uh, I'm not going to get into that. Uh, that's his divorce. Uh, that's, you know, I don't know. I don't know what, how that, what part that plays in all of this. Uh, but here's the deal. Okay, so um, with, with aneurysms, the interesting thing about aneurysms is um, – uh, that, you know, you may be at risk of aneurysms without actually knowing this. Um, I don't know. Give me a yes or no if you've ever known anybody who's either had an aneurysm or died from an aneurysm or something like that. Um, uh, let me give me a yes or no. OK, yeah. So, you know, some of you have some of you haven't. And here's the deal with aneurysms. Uh, from what I've from, from the research I've done, again, I'm not a medical doctor. I'm just here translating information that I read from the Mayo Clinic. Uh, the internet is a wonderful thing. Uh, and uh, and basically, a lot of people carry around aneurysms and don't even know it. Uh, a lot of people actually have a lot of this stuff going on in their brain, and they're not even aware that it's happening. And uh, and so I thought that it would be productive for us rather than simply praying for Dre and feeling bad for Dre to actually learn something from this so that we can all protect ourselves and make ourselves healthier, especially black men. I, I just really want to reiterate to you, brothers, like you, you got to, you know, get, get your checkups, go to the doctor, stuff like that. 
a lot of black men die. Black men are probably at the top of the list. And I'm not talking about Dre because I don't know Dre's personal situation at all. I do. I've never met Dre. None of that. You guys know I've, I've done some work with Ice Cube and he's close to Dre. Uh, but I don't I, I don't know Dr. Dre on any level. But uh, but I you know I have a lot of friends out in L.A. and I've done events, you know, in South Central and Compton and stuff like that. And some of you may be out there right now. So shout out to everybody in Compton and South Central. Um, but. Uh, but one of the things about black men, about being a black man, is there's something where we just don't like to go to the doctor. I don't know. Give me a guess or no if you know somebody in your family, some black man who's just stubborn as hell, don't want don't want to go to the doctor for nothing and won't go to the doctor until stuff starts falling off and all that stuff. Right. Uh, I don't know if you guys have that, but but we have that in our family. And sometimes I've done it. You know, sometimes you it's hard to admit that you need to go to the doctor. It's hard to admit that you have that you need to slow down. It's hard to admit that you're getting older. It's hard to admit that you don't have it like you used to. So I think for a lot of us men, I think going to the doctor and have the doctor put you on medication and tell you that something's wrong and all this other stuff. It's very, um, it could just be demoralizing, you know, like you want to feel like you're Superman, like mind over matter. And, but then there's this person who's telling you like, you may feel okay, but here's some issues going on. Like I, that was my, my journey. You know, I, I had, um, my journey was actually with a uh, high blood pressure. And uh, and I've been gaining weight. I just every year kept gaining weight. Uh, something that happens after you're 35 where the weight just packs on every year and you got to consciously work against it to make the weight go down. So that was when I consciously started changing my diet. I consciously started running with Alicia. I consciously ran a marathon, you know, stuff like that, because I was like, if I don't change who I am, I'm going to die. Like if I don't change, like we're all going to die. Right. Just so you know, we're all going to die. I don't think death is something to be afraid of. But I do think that it's important to be conscious about the things that are killing us. A lot of the things that kill black people tend to be things that we could have prevented. We could have avoided. Seriously. You know, uh, I can't speak for white people. Um, They if you look at the top 10 reasons that white people die, to be honest with you, most of the reasons they die are things that they can't control, the like genetic heredity, like the sun kills you because you ain't got no melanin. You know, y'all you know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> you know, those, those recessive genes, you know, that's why, that's why they got the one drop rule. They're like, you don't want your daughter dating a man like me because I'm going to take over the whole gene pool. Y'all know what it is. Y'all know exactly what I'm talking about. And uh, But black people, we're so amazing that that the only people that can kill black people are black people. Like the only way we can die, I think, is if we kill ourselves. They've been trying to kill us for 400 years and it hasn't worked. And so I would just sort of encourage you, um, you know, to just realize that when you talk about things like, you know, I've heard people say things like wealth or health is wealth. And I do agree with that. Right. It, health is more important than wealth. Right. And And the thing about health is that I don't think that in our society, the same way they're not going to teach you how to actually become wealthy, they're only going to teach you how to be a slave. They're never really going to teach you how to be truly healthy. They're only going to teach you how to be a slave to uh, the horrible food they want to feed you, uh, the, the, the terrible medical system that we have. Uh, the whole time we've been going through this pandemic, you know, all this, you know, screaming and crying about all the, the death that's happening. But never once are they really have they really taken time to kind of say, you know, if you strengthen your immune system, you could actually fight off the virus a lot better than if you have a weak immune system. You know, I had um, Nathaniel Jordan, the minister of health, come through and he really broke it down real well and basically said, here's how you get past this. And I'm going to tell you, I'm just, just my experience. I know about 10 people who've caught the virus. Uh, right. And uh, and out of those 10 people, all 10 of them survived just fine. All 10 of them were OK. 
They, in fact, half of them had no symptoms. They didn't feel bad at all. They were just scared to death because they were so nervous about what could happen. And it's very real, right? But, but so what I would say to you is that a lot of the things that black people die from are actually preventable things. Now, again, I'm not speaking on Dr. Dre and his aneurysm. I don't know why Dre had the aneurysm. I can only give you sort of details on what aneurysms are, how they work, how to how to sort of look out for them, warning signs, things like that. That might be helpful to you. I hope that it is. And also to kind of just say that, particularly us as black men, we got to do better with our health, period. Like, so get your checkup. You know, I know it ain't fun having the doctor stick that thing up your butt. Maybe some guys like that. I don't, right? I don't like any of that, right? But I, but the thing is, I'm not afraid of dying, but I don't want to die because I was stupid. You follow what I'm saying? Like, I, 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 I'm not scared to die, but I don't want to die because I can't put down the chitlins. You know what I mean? I, you know, I, I'm not afraid to die, but I do not want to die because I didn't go to the doctor, man. Seriously, come on. You know, so anyway, hit the thumbs up button, hit the share button, hit the subscribe button. You guys know if you just came in, we were talking about Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre's in the hospital now with an aneurysm. And as you guys know, I like to expand and extrapolate the conversation. I'm not here to just gossip about Dr. Dre and his personal life. I know nothing about his personal life uh, other than what they've told me. Uh, but really, I think it's about you. And I think that this is a, a conversation that we can have with each other that will help each other get better. And by the way, in, in speaking of conversations, we have conversations on Club clubhouse i am on the clubhouse app and i'm also on the parlor app so if you go to parlor and clubhouse which i love parlor because they give you freedom of speech i know conservatives started parlor but i don't care about that i'm liberal conservative i don't get into that i just like the freedom of speech so i'm on parlor and i'm also on um uh, well, of course, Twitter and all that, but also Parlor and Clubhouse. So if you follow me on those two apps, you can join us in the private conversations where it actually allows you to talk back, stuff like that. So let's read about brain aneurysms here. So as you know, Dr. Dre had a brain aneurysm. So what is an aneurysm? How does that work? All right. Well, here's the first thing. Uh, according to the Mayo Clinic, a brain aneurysm is a bulge or balloon in the blood vessel in a blood vessel of the brain. It often looks like a berry hanging off a stem. So a stem, a berry, like a cherry, maybe something like that. Um, a brain aneurysm can leak a rupture, causing bleeding into the brain, a hemorrhagic, which is called a hemorrhagic stroke. Most often, a ruptured brain aneurysm occurs in the space between the brain and the thin tissues covering the brain. This type of hemorrhage stroke is called a sub, I'm going to totally mangle this word, sub a subarachnoid hemorrhage. I think I did pretty good. I, I, okay, maybe I should go to medical school. Um, a ruptured aneurysm quickly becomes life-threatening and requires prompt medical treatment. Most brain aneurysms, however, don't rupture. So a lot of you might have aneurysms right now and not even know it, right? So, um, so that was really interesting. So a ruptured aneurysm quickly becomes life-threatening. Most brain, brain aneurysms don't rupture, creating health problems or cause symptoms. Such aneurysms are often detected during tests or other conditions. So apparently there are medical tests you can get uh, to determine if you have a brain aneurysm or not. Is it dinner time? Okay. Oh, uh, I, uh, wait, can I do that in quick? Well, I, I'm, on, I'm, I'm, on, I'm live right now. We'll come on in and say hi, and then you got to go back upstairs. Okay. So everybody say hi to Taylor. Hi. Say, say hi. Here, there you go. You can see yourself on the screen. All right. All right. So say hi to Taylor. All right. So there we go. All right. So go. Up, I'll, I'll be up in a minute. OK. All right. So a uh, let's let's get where were we? Brain aneurysms. All right. Uh, treatment for an unruptured brain aneurysm may be appropriate in some cases and may prevent a rupture in the future. Talk with your caregiver to ensure you understand the best options for your specific needs. So here are some symptoms of a ruptured aneurysm. I think this is so it sounds like brain aneurysms get scary when they get ruptured. I'm not a medical doctor. 
I'm just reading what the Mayo Clinic is publishing here. So don't, don't, do not take medical advice from me. I am not qualified to give you medical advice. This is not medical advice. This is me sort of talking, talking us through what the Mayo Clinic says about a brain aneurysm. Okay. So uh, a, a ruptured aneurysm symptoms are a severe, sudden headache. So if you suddenly severely have a headache, uh, this could be a brain aneurysm. They said it often feels like the worst headache you've ever experienced. Common signs and symptoms of a ruptured aneurysm include sudden extreme severe headache, nausea and vomiting, a stiff neck, blurred or double vision, sensitivity to light, a seizure, a drooping eyelid, a loss of consciousness or confusion. Uh, a leaking aneurysm. In some cases, you can have um, a leak in your aneurysm, and that usually shows itself as a headache. Uh, here are some signs of an unruptured aneurysm. They said an unruptured aneurysm may produce no symptoms, particularly if it's small. However, a large unruptured aneurysm may press on the brain tissues and nerves, possibly causing pain above one eye, a dilated pupil, a change in vision or double vision, numbness on one side of the face. They say you should see the doctor if you develop a sudden or extremely severe headache. So if you get that headache, don't just go think, I'm going to go lay down and, and, and sleep it off. You got to go and, and talk to that doctor and just make sure you're going to be okay. Make sure they run the scans and check to see what's going on. Um, if, you, if you're with someone who complains of a sudden severe headache or who loses consciousness or has a seizure, call 911 or your local emergency number. Brain aneurysms often develop as a result of thinning artery walls. Aneurysms often form forks or branches in arteries because those sections of the vessels are weaker. Although aneurysms can appear anywhere in the brain, they are most common in the arteries at the base of the brain. So um, they don't know all the causes of brain aneurysms. They said that, they, that the causes are unknown, but they have a list of risk factors. So uh, as I read the risk factors, do me a favor. Please hit the thumbs up button, hit the share button, hit the subscribe button. In case you just came in, we're talking about Dr. Dre, and Dr. Dre just went to the hospital uh, with a brain aneurysm. Uh, from what I've read, Dr. Dre is alive and fine. He's not dead or anything. Um, but, uh, I thought that this would be a good time for us to kind of talk about things like brain aneurysms and, and because a lot of us black men, uh, just, we just don't do what we're supposed to do when it comes to health. And I just hope that you guys will, will hear some of what I say. Okay. Or some of what I'm sharing here. Uh, hope that this helps you. All right. So here is, um, a little bit more. Uh, so here are some risk factors of brain aneurysms. One, uh, getting older. So guys, as you get older and ladies too, late, this is not just for men, uh, as you get older, uh, you become your risk, your risk for brain aneurysm grows, uh, smoking cigarettes, high blood pressure, hypertension. That's a big problem in our community, uh, largely because we eat a lot of fatty, salty food just from growing up. And also that's a risk factor in the pandemic as well. Right. So maybe this is an opportunity for us to become, uh, not just economically woke, but also woke in terms of health, right? You gotta be woke when it comes to taking care of your health, because if you, I don't care how much money you make, I don't care how rich you get. If you go out here and make a ton of money and you don't take care of your health, then you're going to lose all your money trying to go and make yourself better, right? So your, your health will drain your wealth if you don't take care of them both at the same time. So if you want to sort of get uncle Boyce advice here, I hope it's okay for me to be uncle Boyce for a minute, maybe be your long lost daddy or your long lost uncle or your little brother or, or your big brother or whatever it is that I am for you right now. I'm okay with taking that role. Uh, if you allow me to, um, uncle Boyce would say to you that, you know, one of the things I've been doing in my own life is, um, you know, I'm very ambitious. I work extremely hard. I love to work. I love what I do. 
But uh, I also realized I have to be ambitious about my health. I got to keep up with that stuff. You know, so a lot of the stuff that you might have seen, like some of you noticed, I've, I've lost weight. My face is thinning out. Um, you know, I, I did some stuff with my teeth, which, you know, people making fun of me because sometimes I talk a little bit funny because I'm still adjusting. Like my teeth were not good. And they had to um, adjust my bite. My bite had collapsed. And so literally the reason my face is thinner like this now is because my jaw, my, my bite had collapsed and now it's stretched out. Right. And the reason I did that is because I read somewhere that not taking care of your teeth can cause all these other crazy things to happen because you're not chewing your food properly. It can mess with your digestive tract. It can cause you to have a heart attack. So I'm like, I don't want to go out like a sucker. I'm gonna go ahead and do this. Right. And and it was hard. It's it's hard. Change is always difficult, but I encourage you, you know, think above the fold, like, like play above, play the game above the rim. Like don't, don't get caught up in this sucker crap that, that they teach us. Like they kind of show us like as black people, we're kind of taught to feel sorry for ourselves or to let all, let our whole life fall apart and then go pray to Jesus about why things are so bad for us. Why is it so hard for me? Why is it so hard for me? Well, you can control a lot of that. You have a say in a lot of that. Seriously, don't get into this whole slave talk of feeling sorry for yourself or letting the consequences arise. And then, and then you're sad because your life is miserable or you're sad because you weigh 400 pounds, but yet you're, you're the first one picking up the damn fried chicken. You have, you have an addiction. Maybe you need help. It's okay. We all do. We all go through that. We all, all of us, most of us, I'm going to raise your hand if you agree. Most of us grew up in a household where we were just taught to do some old stupid stuff, right? We were taught to do stupid stuff with our money, stupid stuff in terms of what we eat, stupid stuff in terms of how we respond to problems, stupid stuff when it comes to family, you know, maybe, you know, <laughs> you end up with babies, mamas or babies, daddies, and cause you're just doing what everybody else is doing. That's because you were born in the middle of, of a big pile of, 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 of better, of, of cultural mud. That's the best way I can describe it. Cultural mud, just a, a very bad set of cultural habits that lead to nothing short of self-destruction. And a lot of times we don't break out of those habits because everybody around us is doing it. So we think it's normal. So we go to grandma's house and there's a big plate of a bunch of food that's going to kill all of us. And we, we suck it all down because we are all, as Byron Hurt did a documentary, we are all soul food junkies. That's what Byron Hurt, that's the term he used. We all of us are. I mean, I and I still I still like the soul food. I, I It'll never go away because it's just too damn good. But like, I love I love the soul food the way I love a black woman's body. And y'all know what I'm talking about. Those are two things that, two addictions, two things I love that are never going to go away. I love the juicy curds and I love the juicy chicken. But there's a way to kind of evolve and to open your mind to other ways to um, do things that are not going to get you in trouble. Whether you're talking about, you know, being a man who likes women or you talk about being a man who loves soul food. We all love what we love and it's OK to accept that. But it's also too important to embrace change and growth. Like uh, I read Michael Jordan's book when I was 22 years old and I don't I don't agree with everything Michael Jordan does politically. But I, I, I think he's a great athlete. Like you can't deny that. And one of the things it's I wanted to learn from greatness. I like excellence. I like to see excellence in all of his forms. And one of the things Michael Jordan talked about in his book is as a player, he always worked to challenge himself to be better. Right. When he couldn't win a championship, he realized, OK, I can't win championships because I don't know how to pass the ball. So he learned how to pass the ball. He said, and then he was like, I can't win championships because I can't play defense. So he learned how to play defense. He's like, I can't win championships because I don't have enough physical strength. So he became physically strong. And one of the things that, that carried him through all of this is he had a philosophy of growth. His philosophy was that when you stop growing, you start dying. 
that a tree that is not growing anymore, it sways in the wind and eventually it dies. So what I'm saying to you, black people, everybody in here that believes in, in life and wants to give life to all of the possibilities that you have inside of you is that you must always embrace growth. Embracing growth is hard. It is not normal. Uh, most people embrace complacency. Most people don't want to break habits. They don't want to break cycles. They can, they feel that they can't get out of that or they don't even want to try. Or they, and they just sort of go along and do whatever they've been doing up until this point. And I can just tell you that there's a point where you have to understand what consciousness means. Consciousness means you're suddenly awake. You're suddenly aware. And you look back and you say, wait a minute, we've been doing the same thing over and over and over again. And all our relatives are dying of the same stuff. Right. They're all getting the same type of cancer. They're all obese. They're all broke as hell. They're all they all got messed up families. Maybe we need to go back and examine that process and find some new habits that are going to help us go to prosperity. I was just on the phone with a with a real smart brother uh, named uh, Andre. Andre, uh, Andre. I can't remember his last name, but he's a sports agent, a really good sports agent, too. I should know his name. I feel very bad. I don't know his name, but his name's Andre. He's out of Philadelphia. He's a great sports agent. And he was talking to me about how, you know, how he grew up and how we both grew up without much money, how we grew up not knowing anything about things like investing in wealth and all that. And he's got his daughter started on this stuff at the age of six. That's what I'm talking about. A lot of you are already doing that, like you're helping your family evolve, embrace new habits. You're breaking old cycles. And I applaud you for that. It's not easy to do that. Um, and it's, it's it sucks that you have to sometimes be the only one. But if you, if that's who you are and that's who you want to be, I, I'm just here to encourage you to be that person. Like, keep being that person because other people are watching. Other people are going to benefit. And most of the beneficiaries are people that are not even born. OK, so let me read a little bit more about the aneurysm thing. And I know we started talking about Dr. Dre and his aneurysm, but I really want to talk about you. you. You're more important to me. No, no disrespect to Dre. Dre's great, great producer, great guy. I'm sure. But I'm, but I know you, I don't know him. So, so I'm, I will spin things back to you because I want your life to be better. All right. So hit the thumbs up button. If you could, please hit the thumbs up, share, subscribe button. If you haven't done it yet, uh, we're building black media. So I hope that you'll help us do that. Uh, so here are some risk factors of, of, uh, of, of aneurysms. Um, I'm, well, actually I already read this. I'll read it again though. Uh, older age, cigarette smoking, high blood pressure, drug abuse, uh, oh, maybe I didn't read this. Uh, older age, cigarette smoking, high blood pressure, drug abuse, particularly the use of cocaine and heavy alcohol consumption. So alcohol and drugs uh, obviously are a big problem. Cigarette smoking is a problem. Getting old, you can't stop that part. Uh, I imagine uh, when they throw in high blood pressure beneath that in the small print, I'm seeing, you know, fried chicken and, you know, um, the mac and cheese and overeating and obesity and all that stuff. And then you could probably throw in things like stress. And, uh, and this is what's fascinating too, is that when they study, there was a Harvard professor that did a study on racism and uh, many things like microaggressions. You give me a yes or no, if you've heard that term microaggression, where they talk about microaggressions of the little, the little jabs they throw at you every day. When you go to work every day, you get up and you go work for a white man and they treat you like crap because you're black. Well, though, that's microaggression, right? And the Harvard professor found that these microaggressions actually kill you. That the reason, one of the main reasons that black men die so young is because of the stress and pressure that comes with being a white man trying to survive, in, excuse me, being a black man trying to survive in a white man's institution, right? That literally when you're in institutionalized by white supremacy, that the stress and the pressure, the jab of the microaggressions, the consistent pain that you experience from that racism, constantly getting your feelings hurt, constantly being enraged, being mad every single day you go to work to the point where your cortisol in your brain is building up, where you got to punch the wall just to get ready to go on the job. Those things kill you. 
So do you understand me? If I leave you with nothing today, if you remember nothing from this conversation, I want you to understand this. When they say health is wealth, they can also flip it and say that wealth is health, that those two things are connected. When you have enough wealthy where you can quit that job and walk away from whatever that white man is doing to you every day, you're literally extending your life. I bet you that if they compare the life expectancy of black men who are financially secure and the life expectancy of black men who have to work on the corporate plantation, I bet you that the financially secure black men live longer and they're definitely smiling a lot more. Same thing is true of women. Anybody in here who's achieved financial security or quit their job can testify. Please testify in the chat so other people will know that I'm not talking crazy here. These things are connected. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? I hope that you do. Okay. So anyway, that's all I want to say. Um, I hope Dr. Dre gets better. God bless you, man. I, 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 I wish you and your family the best. That divorce, it looks like it's getting messy. Uh, she's trying to go get a whole lot of his money. And, uh, and I just hate that divorce is a big wealth killer. Actually studies show that in divorces, um, the average wealth net worth of the husband and the wife drops by about 70%. And she's, I mean, she's trying to go back and get money that he made back when he was with NWA. And last time I checked, there wasn't no female members of NWA. So I, so I think, you know, it's almost like with those basketball players and they say, you wasn't shooting jumpers with me in the gym was, but she's trying to go back to the nineties and get money for, so, so I, I wish him the best with that. Uh, but but that type of thing, those are the little things you got to look out for when you talk about protecting your wealth and protecting your health. And I'm not just talking about financial health or physical health, also your mental health. So protect your spirit from situations that are going to deplete it. And But you got to be creative in your thinking in order to do that. Kabish, got it? Give me a yes in the chat if you follow what I'm saying. Okay. All right. So if you could, please hit the thumbs up button, hit the share button, hit the subscribe button if you haven't done it yet. Also, if you're interested in going deeper on this corporate plantation thing, the Black Wealth Bootcamp starts uh, on the 7th. So we got one more day till the bootcamp. So if you'd like to join, we haven't done a bootcamp in four years. It's really fun. It's really amazing. You're going to love it. So feel free. And if you don't love it, you just let us know. We give you your money back. So feel free to go take a look at it if you want to. You can go to blackwealthbootcamp.com. That's blackwealthbootcamp.com. Thank you guys for listening. And uh, God bless you. Have a good day. I'll see you soon. Take care. Peace. Here we are, clan the isms, cataclysm, great. Our people out here struggling, trying to make it in this state. Everybody out here doing it, but we the ones who late. Now, family, we the ones who gotta delegate. Get that money in the power, never be fake. Stick to co sign for three. What did he say? Uh, create jobs, support our own. Educate the same and buy back your home. Got three degrees, triple ten. Three PhDs, now we on the CNN. DBTV, let's talk about negligence. Ignorance is bliss, but we can turn it to intelligence. Believe none of what you hear, half of what you see. Let's break it down here on Dr. Voice TV.